stress is everywhere in education. We've got dealing with students, dealing with parents, um, coming up with differentiated lesson plans, mm-hmm. um, time constraints for doing paperwork, all of these different things. And what ends up happening in our brains as we experience the stress is that we end up in a state of survival mode. Hey there, I'm Amber Harper, former burned out teacher turned teacher burnout coach dedicated to helping other teachers like you to grow through your burnout and take your next best steps toward what you want from your career in education and in life. After an embarrassing emotional breakdown in front of my teacher besties, I knew something needed to change, and that something was me. I decided that I wasn't going to settle for burnout as my sentence as a teacher, mom, wife, or friend. And I knew it was going to take way more than practicing conventional self-care to make the progress I wanted to make. No amount of manicures, bottles of wine, or bubble baths was going to save this girl. Fast forward to a few years later, and I've used everything I've learned about teacher burnout and personal development to write a book, build a course, and lead a community of burned-in teachers who refuse to settle for a life of burnout as their forever reality. I've used my burnout as an opportunity to become an active participant in my life, in the classroom and here on the mic, using all that I've learned to teach kids and serve teachers. And you can do the same. The Burned In Teacher Podcast is one part burnout and all other parts action, inspiration, and support to help you grow through your burnout and live a happier, more fulfilled career and life. So take a deep breath, my friend, because you're about to take your next best step to becoming a burned-in teacher. Let's dive in. Hey, what's up, burned-in teachers? Welcome to episode 163 of the Burned-in Teacher podcast. I am so grateful that you're joining me here. And if you're new around here, hi, I'm Amber Harper. I am the host of the Burned-in Teacher podcast creator of burnedinteacher.com, creator of all things Burned In Teacher, and I'm so glad that you're here. We have had thousands of new listeners over the last few months, and I just want to personally say thank you for spending time with me. Thank you for turning on this podcast. Thank you for leaving ratings and reviews. I'm just so incredibly grateful that all of you are here, whether you've been around since 2018 or you're brand new here in 2022. The topics that we talk about on this podcast are life-changing topics. And I, I believe that to my core because I am applying everything that I'm teaching you and everything that I bring experts like Brittany on as well. I'm applying these things to my life. And I'm so excited to see the changes that you are going to see in your life, whether it's, you know, right now at the end of 2022 or 2023 that is coming up so, so soon. So in just a minute, you are going to hear my interview with my friend, Brittany Blackwell. And I'm going to give you more information about her in just a moment. But again, I just want to say thank you so much for your ratings and reviews on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google. I just really appreciate your support. So I want to read a review that I got from Abby3337. She said, Amber, I just want to say thank you for helping me put things into perspective. You've taught me so many skills I can use to prioritize what is important at school so that I can add value to my life outside of school. 
We are all so much more than a teacher, and this podcast has inspired me to be more organized so I can spend more time with my littles at home. Thank you. Abby, thank you so much. You know, I talk into the mic, you know, every six weeks, I batch a ton of episodes for the upcoming six weeks, you know, because I'm a teacher and a podcaster and a teacher burnout coach. And I don't dive into my ratings and reviews until I begin to record podcast episodes. And it just fills my heart with so much joy because I don't see who's listening. You know, I can see the numbers of how many downloads we're getting per month and and all of that. But just to hear how you're applying it to your life and how this podcast and these strategies are adding value to your life, gosh, that's that's the reason I created all of this. I created Burned Teacher because I didn't want teachers to suffer in silence or suffer in silos like I was for so, so long. So thank you so much. And anybody else, if you leave me a rating and review, you send me a DM, tell me how you're applying these strategies to your life. I would love to share and give you a shout out here on the podcast. So I'm going to dive into introducing our guest because I met Brittany through Instagram, and then I followed her on TikTok. And Instagram reels and TikToks are things that I'm kind of falling in and out of. Um, They've not been my highest priority, but I find so much inspiration from teachers like Brittany who are doing the, the similar work that I am on themselves and sharing what they're learning with other teachers and helping to coach teachers through their burnout cycle as well. So I want to quickly introduce you to Brittany and then we'll dive into this interview. Brittany has a master's in education and is an award-winning special educator, podcast host of the Resilient Teacher Podcast, and teacher resilient strategist from South Carolina with over 10 years of experience in working with elementary and middle school classrooms. Brittany is no stranger to teacher burnout and has a passion for empowering teachers and educational leaders to prioritize their mental health and develop individualized, sustainable resilience and recovery plans to reduce stress, prevent burnout, and create the life they've always been dreaming about. Brittany's digital approach to self-care and resilience through digital planning, vision planning, and sustainable strategies has reached the homes of thousands of educators across the world. Also known as Ms. Princess Teach on TikTok, Brittany's social media following grew through her fast-paced, lighthearted tutorials and humorous real-life experiences. Brittany helps teachers create their own individualized recovery plan by providing sustainable strategies, personalized coaching, mindset shifting, and digital resources to reduce stress, automate the mundane tasks of teaching, and prevent overall teacher burnout. Her approach gives support so that educators can maximize fulfillment and effectiveness in their personal and professional lives. Can you tell why I love her so much? She and I are on similar paths of serving teachers, and I cannot wait to share with you her perspective and her research on being addicted to stress. I mean, just listening to her talk about it, I'm like, yep, that's me, and i I've always known that I'm an anxious person, but I never really considered myself an addict to stress hormones. And you're going to find what she has to share so intriguing. In our interview, you're going to hear her 
teach you three ways to determine if stress addiction is keeping you stuck in teacher burnout. She's going to help you to answer the questions, what is stress addiction and how does stress addiction occur in our bodies? The science behind becoming addicted to stress, the signs and symptoms of stress addiction, and of course, how to begin breaking the stress addiction cycle. All right, let's dive in. Brittany, thank you so much for joining us on the Burned Teacher Podcast. I'm so excited to learn more about you and to hear your story. Yes. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast. Of course. Of course. So tell us a little bit about you. Who are you as a teacher and who are you as Brittany outside of the classroom? So my name is Brittany Blackwell. I am a special educator. Um, I've been teaching for now 11 years. I'm still in the classroom. And I actually started in kindergarten, which we were talking about before. Mm-hmm. And um, I realized that I could not reach all of the learners in my classroom. I didn't know how to meet those really high flyers and the lower students. And so I went back and I got my master's degree in special education, got endorsed in gifted and talented. And um, now I also have my own podcast, the Resilient Teacher Podcast, and I am a teacher resilience and retention strategist. I, you know, I love that, right? Yes. Like yes. <laughs> we have some commonalities. So I teach kindergarten. I am licensed and gifted and talented. And I also work with teachers who are struggling with burnout. And I found you on Instagram and TikTok. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, you have such a great way of sharing quick and actionable steps in your TikToks and your Instagram reels. And I was like, this, this girl's got it going on. I have to learn more about her and what you do. So uh, tell us a little bit about you outside of the classroom. So, um, well, what happened was (laughs) I ended up in a really, really burned out situation Mm -hmm. and I, To kind of give you some background, I not only was dealing with burnout inside of the classroom, but I was also dealing with burnout personally. And a lot of times teachers will kind of separate the two, but what ends up happening is there's a combination of your outside life and then your work life. And so I kind of skimped burnout one time before. Um, and then I changed what I taught from kindergarten to special education. But the year that it really hit, I was immobile due to a severe fracture in my leg that required sur- surgery and screws and plates. I just had my second daughter and I was also going through a divorce. And luck, as luck would have it, I also had my most challenging groups of students to date. They were amazing kids um, and each were so talented, but they also had some unique challenges and it was the perfect storm, you know, um, everything that I could not control. And I would consider myself at that time, pretty much a control freak. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, but I also had a toxic administration that was breathing down my neck. I felt overall apathetic to everything in life. And when I went to my therapist appointment, my therapist asked me to tell her about myself. And so I said, I'm a teacher and I'm a mom. And I really didn't have an identity outside of that. Mm -hmm. Um, And over the years after that, I got really into learning about brain science. Um, 
learning about psychology, self-care. And so I started creating things for the general public. I was doing self-care products and things like that. But when we got into pandemic teaching, um, I was also virtually teaching. And so I was like, you know what, I'm going to share what I'm doing with people on TikTok and just try to help because we are all in this mess together. Mm -hmm. And um, over time, I saw how burned out teachers were getting I saw some of my favorite teacher creators leaving the profession mid-year and I knew I had to switch what I was doing and really bring what I had researched for years about to the ear holes of teachers mm -hmm. and let them know they're not alone and tell them what they can do to really be supported. And that's kind of how I started doing Teaching Mind, Body, and Soul and the Resilient Teacher Podcast. So how long ago did you start? Uh, your account? How long ago did you start sharing this information? So I started sharing really a lot of simplification tips on TikTok about two and a half years ago. I started my TikTok account probably three years ago mm -hmm. and um, my following just kind of grew from there. Mm -hmm. And um, teaching mind, body, and soul ended up being a combination of my self-care stuff that I did for the last six years and um, just kind of switched it to meet the needs of teachers because I saw how burned out they were mm. and kind of niched it down a little bit. Yeah. I can relate to that, to your story so much. I mean, not your specific situation because like our burnout stories are so deeply personal yes. and so different. And I think you and I are probably both on the exact same page when we can't overgeneralize the, um, the steps to overcome that burnout. Like right. we can't just say, this is what's going to work for everybody because what works for Brittany may not work for Amber because we have different Absolutely. types of burnout, right? So you definitely classify as what I would consider burned and over it. Mm -hmm. If I'm listening to your, you know, your story of you said the word apathetic and right away, I was like, yep, burned and over it. Like just completely over the negativity, over the apathy, over the, um, the, like your administration being down your neck you know, mm -hmm. just being all over you in that way. And so when was, did you have a turning point? Like, did you have, because I have my rock bottom moment that I'm very open about where I had a very emotional breakdown and a very embarrassing emotional breakdown in front of my teacher friends. Did you have anything like that happen? Like, was there that rock bottom moment uh, or did you just wake up one day where you were like, I have to change something? Well, it was that moment in the therapist office when she mm -hmm. asked me who I to tell her about me and mm -hmm. I really could not tell her. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't have I didn't have hobbies. I was putting everything into being a mom but also being a teacher. Like mm -hmm. I had nothing else outside of that. I was not really caring for myself and so as I went through therapy, um my therapist kept telling me things about self-care. I'm like, mm -hmm. okay, I can't just go one day a week to the therapist. I have to go all in and learn all of these things about psychology. How did I get to this point? Mm -hmm. Like I need to know about my brain. Why is my brain putting me in these situations, not just in teaching, but outside of teaching too, that really bring me to this breaking point where I don't know who I am, where I don't have this identity. And I think a lot of teachers deal with that too, where they lose their identity. I mean, that's one of the stages of burnout is like losing your identity to your work. And um, 
really that was that moment that I just kind of went all into learning about it and learning about the brain science, the stress cycle, all of those things that really contribute to getting to that point. Mm-hmm. So I specifically asked you on to the podcast to talk about a, a topic that I would love to learn more about. I knew I know a lot about this, but to hear you talk about it on your podcast, I was like, I need to have her on and explain it in her way. So, and I have to ask you this too. Did you find that you were addicted to stress? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I think, I think a lot of people are addicted to stress and they mm-hmm. don't even realize it. Mm-hmm. Teachers are addicted to stress because they're dealing with a lot of stress day in and day out without stress and the extreme stress leading to burnout that we experienced. Like I wouldn't be doing what I do, right. <laughs> you know, you wouldn't be right. doing what you do. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I say experiencing stress addiction, Stress is everywhere in education. We've got dealing with students, dealing with parents, um, coming up with differentiated lesson plans, Mm -hmm. um, time constraints for doing paperwork, all of these different things. And what ends up happening in our brains as we experience this stress is that we end up in a state of survival mode, right? Mm -hmm. And so survival mode includes the release of stress hormones and the activation of our stress response systems. Um, Our mind and our body become focused on combating danger, right? And I've talked about this on my TikToks before and things like that. But when we think about education and the pandemic, that really put us in that frame of mind for that extended time period that we're experiencing that stress, that fight or flight for a long period of time. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it's it's a real thing that occurs with a lot of people. And it uh, certainly occurred with me and multiple places, not just in teaching. Mm-hmm. So what were some of the symptoms? Like, what did you notice that was showing up for you? That What did you see happening in your daily life that helped you to, to finally have that realization? Like, wow, I am... I'm like addicted to this, like, because there were some things you mentioned, like putting yourself in dramatic situations, right? Like uh, saying yes to things when you know you should say no, right? Like not setting boundaries, even on purpose, because, and even, and do you agree with this? Tell me, tell me how you feel about this. Like if we are not extremely busy, like then we're not doing our job. Yeah. Like feeling guilty, like feeling something's wrong if we're not super stressed about something. Yes. And one of the symptoms is just feeling bored when mm. you're not under stress, mm. when you're just sitting around and you can't rest and you're feeling that feeling of like, I need to be doing something. Should I, should I do this? I don't, I've already finished the laundry, but I, maybe I need to go and, you know, clean the kitchen or scrub the floors or whatever. In the classroom, it can look like you finished your lesson plans, but yet you feel like, okay, that what's the next thing that I need to be doing? Mm -hmm. And you don't necessarily have to do it, but you're continuing to stress yourself out about things that don't have deadlines or things that don't really need to be done. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, there's a lot of different ways that that can show up. For me personally, it was feeling bored unless I was under stress. Mm -hmm. I I could never really sit down and just chill. 
Mm-hmm. I didn't know what that word meant. Yeah. <laughs> when people would say they're chilling, I'm sitting over here working. Um, and to be honest with you, I still do this a little bit, but I catch myself mm-hmm. um, and recognize when I'm doing it too frequently. Um, but enjoying that drama and seeking it out, that wouldn't be for me necessarily. Um, but hanging around somebody who's a negative Nancy you may not even realize that you're addicted to the stress that it brings you just by hanging out with that person, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. by going to the teacher workroom when you're you're looking for something to do, but you're seeking out those stressful situations in order to get those same hits of brain chemicals that you're used to getting because you've been in fight or flight for so long. Yeah, absolutely. So even as you're saying this, I'm like, yep, I do that. Like I catch myself too. And I have just always classified it as like, I'm just an anxious person. I'm a little OCD. You know, I want things Mm -hmm. to be done. I want things to be neat. Um, like my husband will, will be like, are are you okay? Are you stressed out? I'm like, well, I'm awake. So, (laughs) and I laugh about it, but it is really sad. But I mean, do you feel like, do you feel like there's a, a way out of, yeah. of that, like, what are the, what are the strategies that we can use to number one, identify that we are addicted to stress? So number one, just identifying that you are addicted to stress just by recognizing, Hey, I'm really seeking out these relationships. I am, you know, really not comfortable just sitting and being and being with myself. You know, somebody told me one time to meditate. This was a long time ago. And I was like, I can't sit there. Like, I I can't do that. Like, Mm -hmm. what am I supposed to do? I'm thinking about 512 things that I need to be doing. That's that's really a sign that you're addicted to stress. Mm -hmm. Um, And there are parts of our brain, and I want to say this, there are parts of our brain that are happy that happen over time that really cause us to get to that point. They could be like a traumatic childhood. Um, I didn't have that personally, but there are people that do have that. Um, Being in a state of fight or flight for a long period of time, um, like we were in the pandemic, um, all of these things really set us in motion for our bodies to create cortisol in specific situations and really seek that out um, because it also then creates dopamine, right? Um, Which is a happy chemical, but it happens naturally because sometimes it's good to be stressed. Sometimes it helps us get things done. Athletes, you know, they, they require that stress on their bodies in order to perform. So when we're looking at those things, it's not inherently bad to be stressed, But when it's starting to cause issues like burnout, that's when it becomes the problem, right? Um, So, and and to add on to what you were saying about that good stress, I know that that you stress I've talked about before is that's a sign that you're doing something important. Mm -hmm. Like you stress to me, I, I love knowing that I'm feeling a little bit of stress and a little bit of pressure because I know that I'm doing something impactful. I know Mm -hmm. that that what I'm doing is important. I love, I, I love that kind of stress. And like you said, it's a good, it's a good stress, right? It helps you get things done. I think too, though, is that we can sometimes, and I've seen this happen over and over. And I look back at patterns in my pre burned in days where I would overcomplicate things without even realizing it. Mm-hmm. And now I look back and I'm like, Oh my gosh, why did I make this thing that could have been so simple so extremely difficult and like 
I had to add so many hours of manual labor to this one system that I had, you know, in my, in my classroom. And for what? To get stressed out. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. And I think I sometimes, honestly, Brittany, like I have these conversations, you know, with my audience and I, I talk about, you know, burnout is not your fault, but it is your responsibility. And until we take our, take responsibility for our next steps, like we, we're not going to make any changes. Do you find it sometimes hard to say that? Because, you know, these are the conversations that really create change. It's the hard stuff to say. And like, I feel like sometimes I'm having this hard conversation with my audience because I don't want to make them mad. I don't want them to think that I'm judging them. But these are, these are the things that when we've realized that we can, um, we can change our mindset, we can raise our self-awareness mm-hmm. that we can begin to really empower ourselves to make really positive changes and to I, move through that burnout. I completely agree. I think that that is the most important step in any change that you're going to make in your life is that self-awareness piece. You mm-hmm. talk about it in burned in teacher. I talk about it with my individualized educare program. Like it, they're very similar types of things where we have to evaluate and become self-aware in order to recognize, hey, these are my strengths. These are my weaknesses. And okay, I don't like this situation that I'm in. What is that situation? It's like when we create lesson plans or we do anything for our students. And I always relate it back to special ed because that's what I teach. But we have to assess the current present levels. Mm -hmm. And when we can do that for ourselves, then we can make that change. We can become empowered enough to say, Hey, these are my strengths. Mm -hmm. I can work on these strengths. This is something I'm really struggling with. And stress addiction can really be one of those things that you realize. And you're like, Oh, that's why I do what I do. And this is what I need to change in order to feel more at peace, more, you know, stress-free and not overcomplicating those things in the classroom. Mm-hmm. So is there anything else that you would suggest to teachers who are having this realization as they're reflecting on situations they put themselves in? Um, what else do you think that they could do to help them to move through this addiction? Yeah. So I really recommend. So for me, like I said, I can't just sit and just be by myself. And I don't think that every situation is going to be the same because I think it does have to be individualized. I think it has to be something different for everybody. So if it's writing in a journal or talking to yourself, I talk to myself. It makes sense for me. I may look like a crazy lady, but at the end of the day, it works. But asking yourself the questions and reflecting on how balanced are you? You know, do you feel like you've lost time from constantly stressing? Like what beliefs do you have about stress, about productivity, about resting? All of these types of things that you think about are allowing you to make that change and say, hmm, there's a problem. And let me make the effort to change that problem. Mm -hmm. Um, Another question that you might want to ask yourself is, do I surround myself with people who are constantly stressed as well? And if you're a teacher, the answer is probably yes. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we're being honest. Yeah. But writing it down, like talking to yourself out loud, talking to somebody that you care about or a therapist, which I am a huge proponent for, like getting a therapist and talking with them or having a burnout coach or a resilient strategist or whatever it is to really 
reflect and then talk it out or write it out so that you can be aware of those things. Isn't it interesting, Brittany, when we get things out of our heads and onto paper, how- I love it. I, this, I love to do that. This huge mountain of, of problems, it becomes so clear that things really aren't that bad. Yeah. And if they are that bad, if there is that mountain on that paper, we can then begin to categorize and start to really think through what our next step is and prioritize. And that's something that I know that a lot of teachers say, I don't have time to sit down and write down my thoughts. Like, I don't have time to sit down and write about my feelings. Like, no, it's not about like sitting on this beautiful hill with the blue skies and butterflies and bluebirds with beautiful, you know, a violence <laughs> in the background. Like, it's nothing like that. It's just sitting down and just brain dumping all of the things out on paper. And through, I have found so much clarity in doing that. You know, it only takes 30 seconds to write mm -hmm. down every single worry that you have. Mm -hmm. And then once you're finished with that, if you cross out everything that you don't have control over, you're mm -hmm. left with very little things. Yes. And that worry starts to go away because it's like, I don't have control over this. Yeah. These are the, there's only a limited number of things that I have control over. And once you realize what it is, you can start to work towards it. Yeah. So one thing that you said in your podcast episode and something you even brought up now is that this addiction to stress can stem from childhood trauma, the way you were brought up. Mm -hmm. And that to me really resonated because to me, that helps me to empathize with some of my students' behavior Absolutely. when they are acting with that human stress response, that fight or flight all the time. Like they are growing up in a home where there's constant stress, there's constant mm -hmm. unpredictability. And for me, that really, that really hit me in my heart because I'm like, I could tell you the kids right now that come in and they are addicted to stress and they don't even really know what stress is. Right. You know, because they've lived that their whole yeah. lives. It's all that they're used to. So it really becomes that opportunity for us to really coach them through and teach them those coping mechanisms, those self-regulation strategies. And those are good for us. Yes. That's what SEL is. Like SEL is not just for our students, which they, people have made it seem like, oh, well, you just do this one lesson every week and you're good. You're teaching SEL, but really SEL is about the lifelong path. It is about teachers. It is about students. And I think once we're starting to make this change in our system where we're focusing on teacher SEL being a big component and then moving it down the ladder to our students as we're learning additional you know, coping skills and things like that, because some of us don't have those, or we got to a point where we're so burned out and we've lost them somewhere in the mix. Mm -hmm. um, then we can start to really make changes with our students too, because if we're not doing that, then we can't really teach them ultimately. 100%. I mean, I feel like it's, it's so true that, you know, we got to take care of our teachers so that our teachers can take care of our kids. There's that like inward ripple effect, right? Mm -hmm. our administration takes care of their teachers. Like, like you've mentioned some great things about your principal. I love my principal. I really I feel like she cares about our well-being. When you take care of your teachers, your teachers feel better equipped to take care of the students. Mm -hmm. Just, it comes around full circle. Absolutely. Brittany, is there anything else that you'd like to share with us this evening? Anything, tell us about, you know, tell us about teaching mind, body, and soul. What, what, it, what do you do with that? 
Yeah. So um, I have a podcast, the Resilient Teacher Podcast. It's available on all podcasting platforms. And even if you're listening to Amber, we have very different perspectives and different ways of talking about things. So um, don't feel weird about that. (laughs) But also teaching mind, body, and soul is a resilience and retention strategy agency um, where I work with um, teachers, I work with schools, I work with districts to really find a way to remind teachers that they already are resilient. And I wanted to change the narrative around resilience because I hear it so frequently in certain things um, and really wanted to change that narrative to create a space where we're already resilient. We're just reminding ourselves that no matter what challenges that we have, we're able to get through them and we come out on the other side better. Um, So I have different things that I offer. Um, The Individualized Educare Program is my program that I have, and it really focuses on individualizing a recovery plan for burnout. Um, But I also have a freebie that would be really great for anybody who's feeling super stressed out. It is a breathwork guide um, for burnout recovery. And even if it sounds silly, it's the easiest thing that you can start to implement today that you don't have to think about. You don't have to do anything, but what you're already doing and it's breathing. (laughs) So it gives a few different ways that you can use breath work um, to reduce stress and recover from burnout. And again, that is also something you can use with your students. I guess with my students every single day, it is yes. the best. It is the best. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, Brittany, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, tell people how they can find you. You said, yeah. are you, did you tell them how to find you on Instagram? No, I didn't. I didn't say that. Um, I am on Instagram at teaching mind, body, and soul. And I'm also on TikTok at miss princess teach. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time today. Absolutely. I hope you have a great holiday with your family and good luck getting through the holidays with your students. I know I am. (laughs) It's just a crazy time of year and we can definitely use your strategies that you taught us today about breaking that cycle or breaking that addiction rather to, to that stress. I know that so many teachers are going to go up that's me. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for having me, Amber. You're, you're great. Anytime. It was really great to get to know you. Yes. All right, everybody take a deep breath because you just took another step to becoming a burned in teacher. Burn on. If you enjoyed today's podcast episode, you can head over to burnedinteacher.com where you can access the entire vault of burned in teacher podcast episodes and more information about ways I want to help you go from burned out teacher to burned in human. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would be so grateful if you would head over to iTunes and leave a review and a rating about the Burned and Teacher podcast. Until next time, take a deep breath because you just took another step to becoming a Burned and Teacher. Burn on.